Thursday, Laurie and Julia show, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Got a good show lined up for you today. We are going to chat with local author Wendy Webb about her latest book. We're going to do a special Thursday edition of Shazam. Got Lori's theories coming up again. Lots, lots to do. Lots so much and, and packed. And, and and there's a concert review. Oh yes, Bob Seeger was yeah. in town last Sold night. Out Sold out at the XL Energy Center. Sixteen thousand people. Casey was like, he goes, there can't be more people there than Fleetwood Mac, but there were like three thousand more people there than Fleetwood Mac. I it imagine was packed that to the rafters. And uh, here, my opposite, when when we were going out the area yesterday, I said, oh, you know, if you see me, say hi. And we go into Grand 7. We always like to get a burger there on West 7th and Grand. And this group of ladies, hi, Lori. <laughs> well, you did well, say. Well, you did. So They're just fulfilling that. the request yeah. that you put out there. <laughs> but, but this was a rescheduled show, right? Yes. Because he had canceled because of health issues. And so this was a long time coming. Yeah, he had, I think he canceled like, all last fall, his like, because he had back surgery or something, and he was here five years ago with Kid Rock. Yeah, and that was a, an amazing show. You saw that? Saw that show. So five years later, and he walked a little bit more gingerly. It looks like he'd lost weight. You know, mm-hmm. he's always had kind of a creaky sort of way of you know how he dances and stuff but yeah it was people were having so much fun i want to give a shout out to leslie uh, a concert observation i would say the crowd was 70 percent dudes yeah 30 percent right. women mm-hmm. saw a lot of guys in groups and like looked like father son yes um kind of thing like maybe the you know the dad loved uh, bob seeger and so you know the kid and it's a chance sure. to go so it was like that kind of a i would say in the crowd department and then my other observation is that at least at least 30 percent of the guys look like bob seeger oh, of course <laughs> they are uh, full heads of hair yeah, yeah. uh motorcycle dudes with white hair well it looks like uh, bob seeger was wearing a harley t-shirt on stage he is always that true? does he always and does? all of his merchandise is always very uh harley davidson and none of it is really girly it's just his logo and he has a stripped down Stage. There's not all the pyrotechnics or whatever, but it was yeah. funny when he was, he had like an amazing uh, band, three really great uh, backup singers who did, you know, tambourine and the drums and they were all kind of, they've been in the business for a long time. So they weren't like gals in their twenties, you know, they're seasoned veterans mm-hmm. and he's introducing the band. He's got like four horn players and um, a younger you. bass player, but this one guy has been playing with him since 69. Wow. And the guy who does the huge solo uh, sax on um, Turn the Page. Mm. Kind oh, of the so he's just wailing. Okay. Yeah. He is, the lights were right on him. And I mean, this is going to sound so mean, but I mean, it's not mean, but he, 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 his, his, uh, Toupee was so black and shiny. Um, But I'll tell you what, all these other guys have their gray hair. And is the difference what, like, the sax player was, he was bringing his sexy is, yeah, he had his toupee toupee and his real hair and it was back in a ponytail, but he had skinny jeans on and a tight leather jacket. He looked like he was modern and like ready to rock and maybe go and party after the show. Yeah, so he just, he was, I was just like, wow, what a different hair dye makes, you know? (laughs) Did the band sound good? The band sounded good. At the beginning of the show, he, um, 
it seemed like he had like a frog in his uh, voice. He kind of, it took him a, like maybe four or five songs to warm up. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, he, yeah, the 14 musicians, I mean, they just, they're a jukebox. Just I mean, the greatest hits, one after the other. You forget after the other, how many songs Bob Seeger has, and he really is a poet. Um, he um, dedicated, I got to find, um, he dedicated, he said, you know, his mom died in 1989. And uh, so he dedicated, I got to just think what song it was, to all the moms out there because it was the song that his mom likes the most um he also said hey mississippi minnesota people <laughs> like for a Just second he, a little bit of a, he forgot a where he went oh, yeah, um, we've right. got we'll tonight forgive. is what he dedicated Aww. to us tonight we've got tonight the, a beautiful song just a beautiful song and then uh donnie if you can he's doing this yep. at all of his shows if you could queue up this is live from a show a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. he does a segment and he dedicated it to to his good friends uh, Glenn, Glenn Fry and Tom Petty. Uh-huh. But then he ran a list of uh, pictures of B.B. King and Chuck Berry and the of course Prince have passed, passed away this away year. This, yes. And he sings to Bob Dylan, Forever Young. May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all He's at the piano. May you always You know, and then just picture, picture. Yeah, yeah. And it with Prince, and of course the crowd went nuts. Yeah. And, you know, that audio is terrible because it's just like from somebody's, somebody's cell phone. Somebody's phone, sure. But I thought, you know, that'd be um, just an Oscar-producing idea to have kind of an all-star band um, do Forever Young during the In Memoriam. Oh, oh. not a dry eye yeah. in the Wouldn't house. Wouldn't that be kind That's of amazing idea, to yeah. have that? That would be amazing. To have that just be like, you know, they could have Mellencamp or whoever, you know, yeah. uh, Springsteen and just do Bob Dylan could be there and do Forever Young. Oh. And they could open the show with Hollywood Nights, which of course is one of Bob Seger's. Classic well, of, course he, of course he played that song last oh night, my God. right? But wouldn't that be fun to open the Oscars with this? Lori, why are you resisting being the host slash executive producer of the Oscar? Why are you resisting? <laughs> why? <laughs> so you want the Oscars to go back to the 70s, oh, essentially, man. and be like hanging out on the Sunset Strip. And I mean, it's a, just a great song. It would. It's I mean, great. Justin Timberlake kicked it off with Happy last year. I know. You know? This That's is a song. far superior choice. Choice of song, right? Indeed. Hollywood yes. Nights. And everybody, you know, is dancing. But anyway, it was uh, just, it, he was very, like, just so happy up on stage. Oh, that's great. Very, this is being billed as the final tour. Uh, and yeah. I believe him. He's got a creaky back and it looked like he had creaky knees. And um, he's 73. And, you know, he's, geez, he took a hiatus for, like, 10 or 12 years. Yeah, And also, he he's not toured a, that much. I mean, no. he's not a big touring guy. And he was one, I feel like he's one of the last really big acts to resist putting their music up on streaming services. Because I want to say he oh, just really? did it in the past year or two. You couldn't yeah. find Bob Seger music anywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like with Garth Brooks, how he kind of has his own standalone thing that he's tried and to Kid do. And Kid Rock did that too for a long time. And they, I don't well, know. I'm sure he probably got some advice from Bob Seger yeah, on how to probably. handle all of that. 
that. So yeah, because they 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 are they are buddies. They're buddies, right? Anyway, it just was. Um, it yeah, he just it just took him like maybe four songs and to warm up. But I mean, people had a blast. It was really really fun. And awesome. I have not seen the X packed to the rafters like that in a long time. And then. Um, uh, we have a friend who said that uh, Governor like Tim Waltz met uh, Bob Seger backstage because he's a big fan. And in a way, he kind of looks like Bob Seger, you know, yeah, silvery, me, the, yes, full of course. head of hair. I, I totally and, see that. Yeah, and, and I guess they just were as nice. Uh, you know, Bob Seger is as nice, you know, like oh, really uh-huh. good guy. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah, you have heard that, Donnie? I have. That is. Did you ever a, interview him when you were a DJ No, or I never had the opportunity. Did you spin his records? Absolutely. Yeah, he did tell the crowd, you know, this is my last tour, so next year I'll be available for weddings. I mean, let's let's pony it up and pool our resources. Pony it up. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story. We can't get enough. Hey, everybody, that's a little Dua Lipa singing new rules. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Julia is off today, so Holly is filling in. And tomorrow, uh, you know, the unchained Patrick Royce will be sitting in. Unchained? Well, that's, you know, he's got his podcast (laughs) with uh, Judd, and it's called Unchained Unchained. with Royce and Judd. Well, Julia had an opportunity to co-host the show with Royce a couple of months ago. So now, Lori, it's your turn. Yeah, he just said, I only want to do it once a month, you know. And we're like, okay, (laughs) okay. Excuse us. Excuse us. Your busy schedule. Well, it is because there's like the big volleyball tournament and uh, that's going on this weekend here. Yeah, NCAA. NCAA. Yeah. So he's kind of sandwiching us in. Well, I'm glad he could pencil in I know. a little time at my that. talk. Yes. And the thing I lo- I've always loved and I miss about seeing um, him every day here like we used to is he would always come by at least two or three times a week and we would talk movies and TV. Cause oh, yeah. He, and he kind and he follows celebrity gossip. Yes. He is a wealth of information. Yeah. Honestly. He, he honestly Come is. on over so to we, my talk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So last night in the clubhouse, uh, Andy Cohen had Gail King and Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, um, Julia sent me a picture last night and she's like, what do you call this hair? And I said, uh, <laughs> A bucket of curls. Yeah, it was yeah. uh, corkscrewy. He kept Just his glasses on. Tight leather jacket. Gail King was like giddy. Lenny Kravitz never been in the clubhouse before, and um, I could see where he would like, you know, be hard. Like he wouldn't like he's necessarily just, be into that. You think he's too cool to be on huh. the couch? A little aloof. And the, what's he selling? Obviously, he must have some kind of. He didn't talk going about on. anything. No, really? No. no, he didn't talk. I mean, he talked about the stuff, but he wasn't promoting anything. Gail wasn't. I think it was just. I think Andy's people have been maybe after him, and and he happened to be in town, and a, so then I he makes he, himself available. Yes, because he lives in the Bahamas, but probably has a pied de terre in. Manhattan. Oh, yes. He does have a Miami design firm, I think. Does That's he? what he okay. does in his spare time. So here, a uh, caller asks about, you know, what did he think about his daughter, Zoe Kravitz, being in the show Big Little Eyes with Nicole Kidman, who Lenny Kravitz dated after she divorced Tom Cruise. And they dated for like a year. And rumored that they got engaged Gaged. at one point. Yes, yes. So here's what he says. Lenny, is it weird for you? to see your daughter acting alongside Nicole Kidman on Big Little Lies? And why did the two of you not work out back in the day? 
Ooh, that's a what good two-part what? Not work out. Oh, not work out. And your name is? Yes. <laughs> Corey. Corey. It's, I, I thought it was very interesting that they ended up on the same show, and, and Zoe hadn't seen Nicole since she was younger, and so it was beautiful that they got to know each other uh, as adults and, and make this great show together. Um, and that's about it. There you go. <laughs> That was kind go. of a good question, though. It was a great question. <laughs> yeah, that some, was... some things just don't work, but the wonderful yeah. thing is that we're we're friends. all friends. Yes, that's so. nice. Well, oh, that was very diplomatic. Wasn't it like... very interesting that yes. they were talking? Because she, I don't know how old Zoe was. Maybe she was like in her early teens or something. At, at the oldest. At the oldest. Yeah. Right. Right. So, okay. Here's the next one. Of course, Andy Cohen's got to make you play plead the fifth if you've never been in the clubhouse. Uh -uh. So, here we go. Lenny Kravitz, the time has come for you to plead the fifth. Here we go. Lenny, ever since you worked with Madonna on Justify My Love in 1990, there were rumors that the two of you were involved in a relationship. Set the record straight. Did your friendship with Madonna ever involve into something romantic? You certainly had a lot of chemistry. It never did. It never did. That's the truth. Wow. Always been really good friends. Would you tell us if it Of course happened? I would tell yeah. you. Yeah, I believe you actually that's, would. That's the truth. Where is the craziest place you've ever had sex? <laughs> the craziest place? Craziest place? Lenny, know you know you've had some crazy places. I can't even remember what would be the beach. craziest place. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. No. I, Backstage, about to go on. That's maybe not crazy. No. Um, <laughs> at the White House? Oh, no, I didn't do that. I don't know where the craziest place. I, I want to answer your question. Plane is a plane. That's not crazy. No. No. <laughs> I don't know what would be the craziest place. Okay. Everybody? Well, why don't you just tell us where you've had sex, and then we'll decide. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> then we'll decide what's crazy. I mean, just about everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question was what artist hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are you'll have over 35 different options to choose from including calorie smart Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Did it feel the best to beat um, when you won your Grammy? Like, who, who did it feel the most validating to win over? And he's like, I don't even know how to 
I can't even yeah, think Who of. could you even remember who you were? Well, he, he named him. He did Dylan name and Springsteen, and uh, he said, I respect all of those guys. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was a good answer without pleading the fifth. I think very I diplomatic, him. and I totally believe him, too. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a who's better kind of thing when you win a Grammy. Yeah, he was just, like, so cool. And then they played uh, Versace or Herbace, which is a game where you show, <laughs> oh, where you show um, the person in an outfit, and you decide that Versace if it's still good, you keep it, or hibachi burn it. Oh, and, I see. And uh, um, they did hibachi the time that Lenny Kravitz wore an award show, a crop top, a crop top with like bell bottoms that had long skinny fringes. I mm. think I remember that outfit. Yeah, he used he, to wear a lot of mesh too. Yeah, he had a mesh shirt on last night under his leather jacket and he was quite enjoying uh looking at. <laughs> oh and, yeah. And uh um but yeah, he like you know, he did one time go to an award show wearing gold lame jacket and uh lace slip up zip up or lace up gold Versace top and pants. You know, he's uh-huh. like, oh, I, that's great. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, the big, huge scarf yes. that he wore the, that was a couple years Out ago. Out on the street. Yeah, he liked most of his stuff. He only hibachied a couple of things. All right, let's play the next one. The Scale what King. What has been your least favorite thing on one of Oprah's favorite things list throughout the years? And this year, what's your favorite? Uh, probably my favorite is the Apple Watch because I got one for the first time. Okay. Uh, that I actually have on. Are you wearing an Apple Watch and a Fitbit right yeah, now? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Dale, I mean, I know. Pick a I'm lane. a mess, Andy. Pick a lane. <laughs> how much sleep, how much steps, right. how is it? Right. Um, so I'd never had an Apple Watch before, so that's probably my favorite thing. Okay. And the least favorite would be pajamas because I don't wear pajamas. What did um, Lisa P. once. I know. Oh, Gail Gail Lisa P. Facebooked. Gail, what did Oprah get you last Christmas? She has a rule. We don't exchange gifts because nice. both of us feel we don't really need anything. I like We just that. like hanging out together. Oh, isn't friendship just the best gift of all, <laughs> yeah, isn't know. it? Truly. Well, when you're friends with Oprah. Oprah, come to my Maui place. Come to my... I mean, come she's in gonna, my custom yeah. bathtub. Yeah, it will yeah. be fine and relaxing. I know. And I do. I do. I, I, did, I did like that somebody... Because everyone was just calling to ask Lenny questions. Let's play the last one, Donnie. All right. Lenny, um, what memory do you have of um, being hanging out with Mariah Carey when you were both struggling musicians? And was she a diva then? She, she knew she had the talent. We all knew she had the voice. We all used to hang out on the Upper West Side at a friend's house and at her house with her roommates. And uh, she used to work at a sports bar. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, coat check girl. Wow. And, uh, yeah, but... Did we, you two ever do? We knew. No, we, no, we didn't. You, no. you never did? No, but we, we knew she was going to make it. it the, the talent was just too incredible. Ooh, little yeah. dish. Who knew yeah. that Mariah Carey yeah. worked as a choke? I know it is. Lenny, he's just too cool. Cool for for anything. For anything. (laughs) And uh, anyway, we we remember on the red carpet, Prince says hi. (laughs) He finally said hi to us when we said that to him. All right, listen, we come back. We're going to talk with Wendy Webb about her terrific new latest novel, Daughters of... Um, She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. 
All right, trending online this afternoon, Kendall Jenner. She has been named by Forbes magazine as the world's highest paid model for the year. Also, Taylor Swift trending because it's her 29th birthday today. And also trending online would be Oprah, not because she's Gail King's BFF, because Oprah has responded to a video from the Oprah Winfrey show that has gone viral that showed her uh, less than enthusiastic response to an award-winning chicken recipe. Oprah said, well, she was trying to decide on whether or not she was going to be kind to her guest or live her truth. So you can go and look at the video and see how well Oprah did. Well, that's what's trending here at My Talk. And we want to thank you, My Talk listeners, for making My Talk 1071's 11th Annual Santa Project a huge success. Thanks to presenting sponsor Chris Lindahl Real Estate and to all of our Santa broadcast po- stop broadcast partners. And we're going to bring hundreds of toys, gift cards, and dollars to the Ronald McDonald House Charities because of your generosity. And you can watch that on Facebook Live December 18th as we deliver all the donations to the Ronald McDonald House. Now for weather. <laughs> Which is brought to you by National Camera Exchange. Uh, patchy freezing fog and just plain old fog tonight with a low of 19. That will carry over into tomorrow morning, but it's going to clear out. And by the afternoon, it should be sunny with a very mild high of 35 tomorrow. Right now, it is 31 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. We can go Hey everyone, thanks for hanging out with us on this gloomy Thursday. Isn't it Thursday, everybody? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it Um, is Thursday. (laughs) We have uh, Wendy Webb in studio with us and... uh, Wendy uh, lives here in the Twin Cities. I think we've read every novel. Uh, was there, The last time that we talked to you at the Super Bowl was at the end of Temperance Day. Yes, yeah, it was. Okay, well, your latest book called Daughters of the Lake is once again just melancholy and sweet <laughs> and romantic and gothic and supernatural. And Much it's, like myself. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Wendy, it is so good. How many books have you written? Daughters is my fifth. It is your fifth. I've, we've read every yeah. one. I think we've talked you to you You guys are everyone. so good to me. I love coming on your show. Oh, okay, <laughs> so what's, I mean, when we got the book, we're like, oh, Wendy, your books have always been in trade paperback, and this is a hardback. A, a hardcover, yeah. So I was really excited about that. Um, I'm proud to say that Daughters has sold in the two months it's been out, mm-hmm. more than all my other books combined. You're Congratulations. And I was on the Jason show, and he asked me, why? How, how, and you know what? If I knew that, yeah. I would bottle that and sell that and forget about writing. Because Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe you're just, your fan base is just like, you know, growing and growing. Mm-hmm. If you read one of your books, you want to read the next one. Because there's not a lot of people. How do you describe how, your stories? Well, people describe them as gothic suspense, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit of mystery, a little bit of romance. This one's very romantic. A little bit of, uh, you know, things that go bump in the night. Yes. And the Daughters is the most romantic one I've ever yeah. written. I still, I love that love story in there. Yeah, I, just I do, do too. And you always like to set your stories on Lake Superior. I do. And I set this one in my little mythical version of Bayfield, Wisconsin. Okay, and it's like fooling it no is? one okay. because everybody knows it's Bayfield. And I set uh, temperance there, but the town really doesn't enter into it. Mm-hmm. And the one I'm writing now that I'm calling the Illustrated Man, mm-hmm. um, that's set there too. It is. Okay, well, give people the setup of Daughters of the Lake. Okay, well, it's about two women who reach out to each other across time 
through the dreams of the main character. So this main character starts having dreams about another woman's life. And nothing dramatic, just, you know, getting up, making breakfast, puttering around the house. And she catches a glimpse of the woman's face in her bedroom mirror and thinks, wow, okay, I'm dreaming about another person's life here. And then the dead body of that woman washes up on her beach. Yeah. Wow. So Mm -hmm. she's kind of (laughs) propelled into some nastiness and she really wants to know, okay, who was this woman? What do I have to do with it? Why am I dreaming about her? And so she starts to find out. And is that true that Lake Superior is so cold that the bodies, people are like almost perfectly preserved? It is true. They're a little really? more like bloated, yeah, I guess sure, you could say. As it, but it um, I've heard from a lot of readers who said, mm-hmm. oh yeah, my dad was a maritime, whatever. And that is true. And that's one of the reasons they don't let people dive on the Edmund Fitzgerald wreck. Because it's a, it's a grave site. Mm-hmm. And the guys are still down there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And spooky. I know what it is, Kai, but that is, <laughs> sure. it's such a visual of when she, and you find that out right at the beginning yeah, it's, of the book. It's yeah. Not a, we're not spoiling anything. Yeah. And um, I was just like, <laughs> but I know we knew, you know, you did the research, you've done, re- yeah. you do research. I mean, what kind of research did you do? Because you really paint, because we're in the now, we're like, I consider like it's 2018 yep. and then it's a hundred years 100 ago. A hundred years ago. And I did research into what Bayfield was like a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I had to go back because they had raised sidewalks back then. And I didn't even think of that until after the whole book was written. And then I was like, okay, I got to go back and put those in. But I did that and I did research into the lore of Lake Superior. And that really comes through in the in, book. Yes, I really I wanted so. to, I, I lived on Lake Superior for 16 years and people up in Duluth, they won't really come out and say it, but that lake is alive, mm-hmm. and people really do believe that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I I remember like in well in high school the Edmonds Fitzgerald you know sunk when I was in high school, and it was a beautiful day, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, it just turned and you know went right to the bottom. I, there was a mm. guy. This was a few years ago. He was trying to swim across all the Great Lakes. And he made it across all of them except Lake Superior. And he was fool enough to be quoted in the paper as saying, well, I don't know why I can't make it across this lake. And why is it superior? Why do they call it superior? And I can't tell you how many people I heard in Duluth say, well, good luck trying to swim across it now. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so the lake the, the, just ha- wasn't yes, going to let him. Yeah. Right. It had its own thing going yep. on. Tempt me, dare me. Yeah. Oh. So, and it, just oh, two weeks before this came out, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a big storm in Canal Park and yes. Canal Park flooded in yes. Duluth. Yes. There was a family who lived not too far from there on the lake. Their canoe went missing two years earlier. After that storm, it washed up on their own no way. beach. My agent was so excited. She's like, oh, look at this. Look at the free publicity we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still remember the story about the three brothers like in the late sixties, remember they went down to Canal Park and they got washed yes. off. What into the lake? And oh, I don't know. I have if a they friend were, who was down there and saw I, that. You saw that? I don't know wow. if they were ever recovered or whatever. But it was three brothers. Yeah. The lake just came and said, "You know what? Yeah, nah, now's the time." So the the lake is a character. It in is this a character, book. and I do. You know, with your books, I think it is like to curl up in a chair huh. next to a fire. With a blanket, 
tea, a glass of wine. I mean, it's very, you don't want to stop. You are a very spellbinding, oh, um, good you. storyteller. You know, that's Wendy. exactly how I write them. Yeah. I'm curling up glass of wine by the fire at night, and yeah. it's a good time to write a scary story. Have you ever had writer's block? Never. 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 Sometimes I write myself into a corner and I'll think, well, how am I going to get her out of this now? Mm-hmm. And I just close the computer and go for a walk, um, you know, hitch yeah. up the dog and and something will come to me. Kind of just, just like like Superior will just kind of come to you. That's there right. You <laughs> okay, we're talking with Wendy Webb, uh, her fifth novel, Daughters of the Lake. We've loved all of your books, but this one is uh, really just uh, wonderful. Do you have any book signings that we will be seeing you at? Um, in the upcoming? I've been having a bunch. I've been really busy. Yeah. I'm, I was in Atlanta last weekend, in Connecticut the weekend before. I'm going to Traverse City, Michigan. Tomorrow. What what does everyone ask you? What's the same? Is it? Have we already asked you it? They ask me, <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? Mm-hmm. Yes, is the answer. Um, they ask me, do you outline your books? No, is the answer. <laughs> yeah. I just write by the seat of my pants yeah. because I feel like if I know what's coming, people are going to know what's coming because yeah, I sure. can't keep a secret to save my life. Okay. So, and I wanted to announce something on this show. Yes, I was going to say, speaking of not being able to hold something (laughs) in. Now, Wendy, we were talking in the hallway. You said that today is a really big day Today is a big day. Um, I can finally announce something. I got, I signed my um, very first movie deal Ah, today. Wendy, congratulations. I know. And... I got the deal for my next two books. Oh my god! All gosh. on the same day. All at, what, Fantastic. What one's going to be a movie? Temperance Dare. The end of Temperance yeah. Dare. And who optioned it? The executive producer of Get Out and Black Klansmen. Jordan Peele. Uh, no. no his company? Jordan Peele was the writer-director. Writer. Right, yeah. Um, so it's but it's the executive producer. Ju- yeah. Oh my Wendy, god. That's I know. I, I, thought, I got an email last summer. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, right. This yeah. guy's contacting me. But... Okay, refresh us again, the end of Temperance Dare. Um, Give us the outline of that story again. It is um, what happens one summer in a retreat for artisan writers that used to be an old TB sanatorium. Yes. So, you know, nothing can go wrong there. No, of course not. Um, And the way this producer got it, he's out in L.A. He's got a friend in Alaska, and she wandered into her independent bookstore. Oh, my God. And said, do you have a good new kind of spooky mystery and the bookseller handed her Temperance Stare. Oh my God. She loved it, called this producer and said, I've got your next movie in my hands. Oh. So you can believe that bookseller is getting a case of champagne for me. Yeah. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's amazing. I've been sitting on this for a couple of months while we've been negotiating yeah, the contract. Yeah, going back and forth. And finally, it's signed, sealed, and delivered, and I can talk about it. And, you know, we, Holly and I, and Donnie and Julia all talked about with the success of Get Out, where they're like, they need He's material. Right well, yep. that's and why. And they need book. I mean, they need something that they can turn into that's already you know already written he flew me out to the premiere of black Klansmen. Oh so gosh. we so you know i bumped into denzel washington physically oh, as Hello. one does he's tall, tall and so handsome but um so he, the producer and i were talking about casting which every author whether they're going to admit it or not always thinks okay who's going to play this character yeah. in the movie oh, of course. so now i get to talk about it for real and Lori, you will totally appreciate this. I just want to get guys in there that I want to meet. Yes. I'm throwing out <laughs> Idris Elba. I'm throwing out, you know, all these 
stars that I just yes. want to meet. Well, so well, I think Idris Elba would be perfect for this role. Would there be a role for John David Washington in this? You know what? There might be. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he is up for the... Black Klansman. Yep. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie you yet. You know what? It's Casey so saw good. It, he said it was really good. Everybody in the United States should see that movie. Yeah. And it's it's heavy subject matter, but it's highly entertaining, And a true too. story. And a true mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Yeah, oh so I know. Can this, you believe it? That's amazing. And um, what was the last great book you read or what's on your nightstand right now? What's on my nightstand right now? Uh, well, the last great book I read was Tiffany Blues by MJ Rose. Who's She was, I was a fan of hers for a long time and now we're good friends. Oh, really? And so I love reading her books. Okay. And I also read um, Louise Penny's newest called Kingdom of the Blind, uh-huh. I think it is. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite too. authors. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it was good? really, really good. Yeah. And do you ever tweet at Stephen King? Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't. You haven't? Okay, I really fine. should. I yeah. really should. Yeah. Just give, oh, like, give him a shout-out. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Wendy, congratulations. Uh, I highly recommend this book, uh, Daughters of the Lake. It is uh, uh, just fantastic, and it is... Um, yeah, the body washes up on the shore of Lake Superior, and, and the story goes from happens. there, and yeah. stuff happens. Oh. Wendy, keep writing. We're really yes. excited oh. about the movie news about the end of Temperance Dare. Well, you guys will be invited to the premiere. Oh, thank you. We believe you. We know you mean it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna want it in in Minneapolis. So yeah, absolutely. Right. All right, that's so exciting, Wendy. Thank you, Lori and Holly. Thank this was you, a Wendy. Pleasure. Yes. Uh, when we come back, we've got a couple copies of the book to give away. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay. So Sybil Shepherd uh, yesterday told us something, you know, titillating about Elvis. But today, she tells us something serious about what happened. Uh, what did happen to Sybil's sitcom? In the 90s. Uh, well, we've got a story for you. There'll be parties and most wonderful time of the year. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, Sybil Shepherd is making the oh. rounds. One of, uh, I just loved her back in, the, going back to Moonlight, yes. the last picture show. Oh, yeah. She's an amazing actress, Memphis girl. She dated Elvis. Um, she's promoting a movie she's in with James Brolin called Bean Rose. And it's going to be out like the first of the year. She plays an ex-cop who goes on a road trip. Who's, she's got a serious illness in a wheelchair to search for her estranged son, and along the way, she falls in love with this cowboy she meets, James Brolin. Ooh, Perfect. So that's why she's uh, doing nice. doing interviews. And um, yes, Holly, yesterday uh, we learned from an interview that um, she, you know, and she's talked about Elvis before. She broke up with him over his drug addiction. Mm-hmm. But um, Andy Cohen asked her, you know, is it true what he said about Elvis you know, did not like eating cupcakes uh, as a euphemism. Uh, yes, and you can she, imagine what that is. And basically, yes, yes. Elvis. That it, he did not have a taste for that dessert. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So That's um, she confirmed that that was true. So today she was on uh, another uh, show, the Michelle Collins show. And she, Michelle said to her, you know, what happened to your show, Sybil? Yeah. Which was on the yeah. air from 1995 to 1998. I used to love that Me show. Too, My Molly. family. 
family Ooh. and I would watch yes. that Steve show. Brand. Yes. Steve Brands is her best friend. Hot, hot show. 20 nominee Emmy noms. Yes. She won two Golden Globes. Well, yep. And when it ended after four years, it just had the Chiron to be continued. Mm-hmm. And then we never heard from it again. Yeah, it was really disappointing. I remember when that show went off the air because I was a huge fan of it. Well, guess why it went off the air? Why? Two words. Les Moonves. Ah, Les Moonves. She said um, that she refused his sexual advances. And um, she said um, it was supposed to run for five more years. And he also screwed her in the cast because it ended after 87 episodes and 100 is what you need for syndication. And that's where you make all of the money. All of your money. So she said, um, first of all, she said he gave her lots of notes. This kind of sounds similar to Linda Bloodworth Thomason about her experience with him with Designing Women and Evening Shade. And she said, I got a note um, one time from him saying, don't have Sybil talk while she's eating. And he also did another one. We had done a menopause episode and then we were going to do a second one and they sent us a memo saying you can't use men's menstruation or period. Oh, come on. And I fought to say period, and that ended up in Newsweek or Time just that year. I had to fight Les Moonves to say the word period okay. on rid- TV. Ridiculous. Yeah. In That's the like, ni- late 90s. In 90s. That's yeah. like I Love Lucy fighting to be pregnant on the I Love Lucy back in the day. Back in the day. But that in, was the 50s. Exactly. And then she said about, well, she said his assistant... um you know, made a dinner date and and he said we were going to dis- discuss the show. And at this date, he told her, my wife doesn't turn me on. My mistress doesn't turn me on, who, by the way, probably was Julie, Julie Ch- Chen, Chen, whatever her name was. Uh, yeah, I guess it was Julie, Julie Chen. Chen. She never changed it. Um, so... And he goes, so why don't you let me take you home? Ugh. And I said, no, you know, I've got a ride. And Yes, I have a ride. And, Leave me and alone. her ride was a good friend of hers who was an off-duty LAPD police uh, officer. And she said, after that night, um, the notes started coming even more uh, quickly. And, um, and then she just said... Uh, it was like soon after that it that was just, the show was canceled. Yeah. Oh, the nerve. The yeah. nerve. And she was also, she told Michelle Collins that it was after that that the uh, rumor spreading by Les Moonves that she was notoriously difficult to work with mm. happened. Like many people who've come forward with me too. And she said it was absolutely a shock to everyone. And they still filmed the final two episodes. But she had always been allowed in the editing room. She likes editing and interest in directing. So she had to say. She was not allowed Ugh. to edit those last two episodes. And CBS later sued the production company. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. There's so just another Les Moonves, you know, story. He obviously has a pattern because we've heard the story before about Les Moonves. Somebody turns down his advances and then he ruins their career. Yeah. And a little bit, you know, starting the rumors kind of like with Janet Jackson. Yes, exactly. After her Super Bowl performance and that she wouldn't apologize appropriately to Les Moonves' standards. And then he tanked her career. He did. Don't play her on CBS radio stations, which there were hundreds of. Don't play her on MTV, which, by the way, we own. Right. Mm-hmm. Simon and Schuster, why are you giving her a book deal? Oh, 
Yeah. I'm so glad Janet. The Grammys. Yeah. I'm so glad Janet Jackson got not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yes, today. Yes, she did. Yeah. Well deserved for Janet Jackson. I like the class of 2019 for too. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. All those bands deserve it. Glad to see a little bit of the classic rock with the zombies and then Janet Jackson, Radiohead. Will they show and, up? No. No. They no. Won't. I, I would be shocked if, if Radiohead showed up. showed up. Somebody's going to give them the honors yeah. and the then cure, they'll do a trip. The, the Cure, Stevie Nicks. Little, little goth, the little classic rock. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good group this year. Yeah, and Janet will join all of her brothers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But um, anyway, yeah, Sybil Shepard, she is uh, giving us uh, good radio good. and giving good details. And what does she have to lose? No. She's 65 years old now, but think about it. You know, she was like... Um, 20 years ago, she would have been 45 and, you Just know, like already right. at the, you know, crucial age, especially if you go back 20 years and mm-hmm. Hollywood. And, you know, I hope more women who are around Sybil Shepherd's age really speak truth to their yeah, experiences in Hollywood and show what an epidemic uh, this is and how it derailed their careers and all of those stories. What happened to this person? What happened to this person? Oh, this show or that show. Yeah. I feel like this, if this happened to Sybil Shepherd. How many other women did this happen to? Yeah, yeah, hundreds. Yeah. Maybe yeah, hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, it's just kind of like, whoa. Anyway, I'm intrigued to see Sybil Shepherd and James Brolin in a rom-com called Bean Rose about people of a, you know, in their 60s and he's in his 70s. Love it. Ooh, yeah. Right. I think it comes out on streaming services January 4th. Uh, yes, All that's right. what I saw. Yeah. All right, listen, we come back. We're going to play Shazam. I'm nervous because Holly 